0: Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast. I'm Boyd Hilton. I'm joined by my fantabulous colleague Stephanie L. Seelan.
1: Stephanie L. Seelan. What is the L? Decides to give you a
0: middle is initial.
1: Liam. My, no, my middle middle initial is P. Oh, Pauline. Yeah.
0: Is it Pauline? Pauline. 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 Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to me and K. Z. Ribeiro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is that? Have you got a middle name? Yeah, Anne. Kay oh, yeah. Ann,
0: like Kellyanne Conway.
1: Kay Ann Oh, nothing like Kellyanne Conway.
0: And John is in the room, engineering away, <laughs> what do we John, call it. John, what's your
2: middle name? Claude. We know this. Oh, we've Claude. asked <laughs> Lord, of course. We've asked him so many times.
0: That's That's what about name. you? Are
1: you Jonathan? Yes. Mm. Boy Jonathan. Correct. Boy Jonathan Hilton.
0: Correct. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, glad we got that out of the way. This is the uh, world's most foremost uh, pop culture slash mostly television podcast. Kay's already complaining. What are you complaining about the mic. John,
2: John's put the mic right up in my. It's like up um, in my grill. He's got right up in my grill. He's put it but right at my nose. Oh, yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, what? Yeah. What a shame, John. Just trying to make it so that we can all hear what the hell you're saying. All you right, know? Oh,
2: Well, God. if I hold back, it's only because basically the that mic is in my nose.
0: Anyway, today in episode 68, as I'm calling it, because it, in very real sense, it's the 68th <laughs> one we've done. I uh, we're going to review the new drama from the writer of Poldark and it's called Age Before Beauty, Kay. Yes, it is. He's the
2: it's writer a, of Poldark. The, the, yeah. The, the and ad- cutting it.
0: Debbie Horsfield uh, adapted the epic novels, the original novels for the current Sorry, version Sorry, she's the writer. Debbie, Horsf- Debbie Horsfield has written every single episode of The New Incarnation of Poldark, starring Aidan Turner, yeah, since it's come back.
1: She, she also so wrote Cutting yeah. It. busy, yeah. That is so busy. She wrote Cutting It. She wrote Cutting It. Oh, and this
0: is very much a kind of return to that vibe, a contemporary drama Mm. about a salon.
1: Good for you, Debs.
0: Yeah. Um, That's a new drama series starting on BBC One. Um, In sharp contrast, as I often say, uh, there's a new documentary series, Travels in Trumpland with Ed Balls.
2: Never has a more glorious sentence to be said. The
0: um, Strictly Come Dancing star Mm -hmm. and slash former Chancellor of the Exchequer. Ed Balls, he um, is gone around America and met Trump-supporting people of various types. Mm. And this is the first episode. We'll be having a look at that. And there's a big new HBO show called Succession, which is going to be on Sky Atlantic and Now TV from next week. I have watched it. Kay's watched half of it. (laughs) Steph's watched none of it. We're just being as we like to be on this podcast. It's our middle name. Talking about middle names, (laughs) Transparent. I've seen the whole of the first episode and quite some of the second. Kay's watched, I think, slightly more than half. Do you say
2: you've seen quite some of the second? Quite
0: some. Some quite, quite some. of the second, yeah.
1: Well, it'll be a classic. I'll ask you questions to see if, yeah. I, if it is worth yeah. my time. That's, that's
0: what you do, yeah. When you haven't seen something, you're yeah. the question, question I'm the question master. person. Yeah. But before any of that, in tra- our what's now become tradition on this podcast, it's a format point. We get to hear the minute-by-minute minute viewing diary <laughs> of Stephanie Seelan.
1: Honestly, you'd miss me if I wasn't here. <laughs> now, I tell you what, I've had a bit of a, a bit of a week of films this Ooh. week. Yeah.
2: A trio, I'm excited. These will. films
0: that have been out for years, and you just suddenly go around to watching.
2: There's nothing, no boy. Can I just say, there's nothing with watching old stuff because you know, there's nothing
0: not, with watching. Nothing there's wrong. There's nothing with wrong. <laughs> <things>. <laughs> yeah, wrong.
2: There's nothing with watching. I don't. Old I, mean, old I, I don't wrong. like
0: to interrupt, but no.
2: No. it's so hot. How am I going to remember no. all the words? But there is. They're melting wrong. out of my head. There's
0: nothing wrong.
1: Remember, you watch Midnight Run. I mean, at least once oh. a month. You watch Get Out once every eight weeks, and oh, something right. else you watch every six weeks. Can I just say, Midnight Run?
0: It was the 30th anniversary, so that's a ritual. You have to watch. It on its own, it's oh, it was a great film, brilliant,
1: brilliant film. ending in the top five of all yeah.
0: time. Well, what have you been watching? What are okay. these old films, or maybe they're no, new they're films? Not
1: old films. So, on Kay Ribeiro's recommendation, oh. I watched the film Blockers, oh, oh. which is about uh, three friends at high school, American high school, and their parents. And all the three girls have decided to have. Um, I've got a plan to all have sex, lose their virginity on prom night, and their three parents are going to do anything they can to stop them. So it's got Leslie Mann, John Senna, forgotten that incredibly funny guy from The Mindy Show. Did you like it? I thought it was incredibly funny. I mean, I'm a big Leslie Mann fan, hugely, hugely entertaining. Yeah, I don't feel there's been enough said about that film. It was very good. Oh, it anyway.
0: got, a good, got a big um, critical reception. Oh, did it? It got five stars from me. More importantly, it's uncontroversial. It was good. Yeah. Now,
1: one film that what has caused a bit of controversy oh. is "I Feel Pretty" with Amy Schumer.
0: Yes. have
1: Oh, yes. okay. Oh, let me give you the lowdown. Mm. Okay, so Amy Schumer in this film "I Feel Pretty" plays a girl who feels she feels overweight, she feels unattractive, she feels like she's surrounded by beautiful people. Key to this is you know that gorgeous emily ratatakowski person mm. whose name who's just always showing her bum and a beautiful boobs. one yeah she's in it and uh, anyway she's in it looking beautiful there's loads of beautiful people and amy schumer's like this girl and she just she works for an on- online beauty brand and she's like oh she feels so down she's got a boyfriend blah, blah, and she's got these two other friends and anyway they're all single the key problem with this and the, what everyone else's problem with it is basically she she has a bash on her head. She goes to a spinning class.
2: Well that sounds like the main problem right there.
1: No, it bashes her head. And then when she when she awakes, she feels I mean she thinks she looks incredible. And she thinks she looks completely different. Obviously, she looks exactly the same. So only
2: because she's had a bash on her she's head. She had a bash
1: on her head, she's like, I am the most beautiful girl ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. The key problem here is that she is incredibly she's thin and she is pretty. And that's the key problem that most people have, would you, you say, boys? Yes. So people said she shouldn't play this role because it's not—it's not like when Gwyneth Paltrow played, you know, in *Shallow Hal*, when actually in real life she was like, mm. well, not in real life because she actually was really skinny. Yeah, in fact, that's got problems as well because she was really stuff. <laughs> scutt- God, do you know what? There's so many problems with these kinds of things. Yeah. Anyway,
2: it's—I have There's to another say, one though,
0: coming soon. J Jen- Lo.
2: Oh, not yeah. J Lo. She's
0: done this film. It, uh, is she
2: pretending to be ugly? Is it she's,
0: a, it's like, oh, you know, she's having to restart rebooting her life because, you know, oh. poor J-Lo. Oh, know?
2: no. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: God, she's she it going to a real Jenny from the block? because she had her hair all, like, uh, not straightened so. and stuff? Yeah. Ugh. yeah, so actually, this is a good debate point. Is it okay for beautiful women to pretend for a film that they are not attractive? That's for some. I, mean, I think it's mind. just asking people to suspend their belief yeah. too much. It's okay. Yeah. It's just
0: a bit silly, isn't it?
1: Yeah, because I the think. thing about this is Amy Schumer, I was like, but you've got these gorgeous long skinny legs and you look amazing and yeah. I don't really, I don't know. Anyway, she bashes her head again in it. and I, kind of Once again, I'd it. say that's the
2: most pro- problematic yeah. thing.
1: But I have to say, I did <laughs> really, really enjoy this film because I thought, I, as I've said before about Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer, is she a funny comedian? No. Is she funny in comedian? Funny comedian Hold on, in com- comedy <laughs> films. <laughs> to me, for me, boy, just me here, I find her funny in comedy. Comedy films. Romantic comedy films. I think she's absolutely hilarious. Her comedy, The Leather Special, was not funny. Available on Netflix. You're
2: allowed to talk now, Boyd. That's Boyd.
1: your, your, That's pause. your
0: Um The sketch show, which was on um, I think Comedy Central here in this country. maybe in It was a, okay. Is, no, no, no. It was really good. It had some brilliant classic moments. And like any sketch show, it's a bit... You know, um, some of it was great, some of it was not so great. But she's no, I totally disagree. I think she should have And I think her stand-up's great.
1: They had a whole sketch about yogurt that tasted like vagina. I don't oh, think that's particularly funny.
0: Oh, so it's coming from you? Don't like the rude things, do you? I That's don't mind, right, right. as,
1: as you know, <laughs> the things that I don't like are. I don't think uh, anyone wants to hear think, about Yoga Siva You No, know, no one wants to hear about that. We
0: don't want to hear about it here now, but let's. S- please, but let's, exactly let's go move on. on. We've got to because move move the okay. list is quite long today. Oh, no. Okay, I'll right. Films I have been. Third watching film. In third the last film. No, I'm going to do it very year. quickly.
1: Third film, Rampage. Yes. Heard about this film? N- yes, no.
0: Nope. It's
1: the rock. Oh, yes. It's the rock, and he. It's not the new
0: film with the rock. He's
1: a primatologist. He's a primatologist, and from the sky, these kind of huge growth hormone things are falling from the sky, and they make um his, They basically make the animals that he's looking after go vicious and turn huge. It's it's very good. It's the rock at his best. Anyway, I'll just the new g-
0: rock film is the is the high rise one, skyscraper. Yeah, mm. I
1: mean he makes a film every week. What you know? No, I look to forward to
0: getting your views on skyscraper in about six months. Oh,
1: you honestly, boy, don't you be snow Okay.
0: Skyscraper, seriously, is not as good as that. To have to be, to be not fair. as good as Rampage. No, I I quite enjoy Skyscraper in in a in a, in a it's kind of terrible way, but Rampage is genuinely. good It's fun. a good film, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's really good fun. yeah. It's a
2: really
1: good film. Okay, yeah. right, good fun, too good fun, good
0: fun. Good fun or good yeah. film. It's more good fun
1: than a good film. But it is it is, but it's good fun. Film, then it probably is a good so film, right?
0: Pretty much. Okay, Carry you, on.
1: Can't, you can't I mean Boyd. No,
0: let's not get hung up on there it. There seems well, to be a bit of an you argument start, to argumentative which I'm not enjoying it.
2: Okay,
1: two things on Netflix. Oh, okay.
0: So what? those things weren't on Netflix. Those things are, those films are on, you know, presume you, you watched them on iTunes or something.
1: I did. I watched them on iTunes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, good.
1: I watched them on iTunes, on Boyd. The, and, yeah. and I mean, I think they are actually on tunes. iTunes. One of them, no, oh. I watched them on iTunes and one of them was at my, still at my local cinema. So I went oh,
0: to, I nice. to watch did it Did you there. really? Yeah, I did. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> she didn't. I did. Screen anyway. number
0: 15. <laughs> <laughs> the Ro- Nodian.
1: <laughs> yes, and that's where I saw Rampage. Okay,
0: fair enough.
1: <laughs> okay, right. Inside the World's Toughest Prisons is back for its second <laughs> season. Okay, do you know Raphael Rowe? He was wrongly imprisoned for 12 years for a murder he did not commit. They thought he was the head of a gang that committed a crime uh, for like, armed robberies and someone got murdered, but he didn't do it. He was in prison for 12 years. Now he goes around looking at other prisons, the world's toughest prisons, and what he does, why it's different to any of the other shows, is he inserts himself in the prison to see if he can survive in that prison.
2: Well, does he it, this is the,
1: Well, he does. The second season Spoiler.
2: starts with, uh, it's the gang prison. Oh, I've seen a picture. Does he have tattoos on his face? No. Oh, I've seen the wrong picture.
1: <laughs> of a there's man with
2: tattoos. Yeah, who went in. No, we didn't we preview something? In this week's ma- magazine?
0: there's Tough Prisons. There's a Channel 4 had... show called Prison, which is a 2 part about British prison. Mm, okay. This it is it a that.
1: gang prison. <laughs> and anyway, in this gang prison... Is it a
0: prison <laughs> where they only have gangs? Yeah, it,
1: well, it's a prison that basically what they've realized is they have to separate the gangs because otherwise it's just absolute chaos. So it's only a certain gang in this prison. Oh, right. Just a one gang prison? <laughs> yeah, a one gang prison. <laughs> but you know what? They've got dogs. They have kittens in there. They all do their own washing. Is this definitely a prison? Yeah,
2: 100%. It's very interesting. Dogs, anyway. you, quite
0: like, you quite enjoy quite
2: in there. It looks very fun. Play, oh, my gosh, Shall we do like an unmissable um, pod mission where we send you into this prison? John Dunn, I feel like I'm being bullied. What can I do? Is there a HR department for this? Part? He is Are you HR. in
1: charge of the HR department. Okay. Last thing. Right. Last thing. Dark Tourist. Oh, sorry, Inside the World's Toughest Prison is on Netflix. What sorry, boy, do you what were you gonna say?
0: No, I'm interested because this is a controversial programme as well.
1: Now is it? Yeah. So I watched, I started watching and watched the first one yesterday. Dark Tourist. So I hope I'm saying his name right. David Farrier? Yeah, I think so. Is that right? Okay. So, with all the plethora of tourism shows that there are out there, he is going to. He said there's a rise in dark tourism. I think it's like thirty percent of people now want to go to. What is dark tourism? Well, I'm going to tell you, Kate. So basically, the one that he he goes to Medellin, which is narco's tourism. So basically, Pablo Escobar and the you know he has the like Pablo Escobar Barrio bit that some people want to go and see that and just go to all the places where people were murdered and stuff like that i know dark tourism is a thing so this guy is taking you all around different places to where yeah 80 percent. can i ask you a question because you do like real life crime and stuff would you
2: ever do something like that Holidays to
1: me are about pools, sand yeah, and sun true. and yeah. inflatable
2: things.
0: But it's a bit like a Ramesh Ranganathan's show as well.
1: No, you, no, I don't what? think you should make that comparison because Ramesh Ranganathan no. is... No, well, it isn't. <laughs> I think Ramesh no. Ranganathan is, is kind of a little bit of a, a happy romp through a place that may be pe- an unloved place. This is, this is a very definitely going to a place which is horrendous and filled with bad memories and crime. I think they are very different. I will okay. not have you comparing good.
0: them. I'm not saying it's similar.
1: Well, you did. That's okay. exactly what you said. You said it's a bit like the Romesh <laughs> Ranganathan and A bit thing. like. A bit like. Is a good point. Well, that she is what it. is saying something is similar. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway,
0: there was an article in the Guardian um, today, Monday's recording this, called "Netflix's Dark Tourist and the Trouble with Extreme Travel TV."
1: Right. Okay. What do they say? David
0: Stubbs and he basically talking about how this genre, um, you know, is is, it's like. It's like Louis Theroux did it and was very careful about it, but this is like you know dangerous worlds and kind of you know for our entertainment, you know for our entertainment. It's, it's like it's exploitative. I think is the kind of bottom line of the idea. Of
1: that. Well, this this whole thing started with a guy who looked like Pablo Escobar, and he was in a taxi, and he was pretending he was having a conversation about killing somebody and killing someone's dog and killing yeah. someone's pretending family. to.
2: Yeah, it's a bit like immersive theatre. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this doesn't sound good. I mean, the program it sounds was fine. No, no, it sounds good as in like as a concept.
0: And by the way, that article in the Guardian did mention the Rama Shankar show as well. Just saying.
1: Yeah, but then you just said you, what well, you didn't think like, it was similar. A
0: bit like.
1: Well, you know, you just go on and one side Kemp or the other. Shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're not. But that's because yeah. people who are writing these articles it's just sort of. have to come up with other things that are about tourism. Boyd. Okay. You got. They're either the similar or they're not. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> a bit. A bit.
1: Well, I do not think Is that, you that your?
0: Is that your diary?
1: That's my diary, which
0: I think
2: we can all a lot. agree. I think that was good list.
1: Um, oh. But I would like to commend Kay, because I am knee deep in the teacher's pet for oh. her fabulous recommendation. And I've recommended it to everyone I know, and it's wonderful. It is good, yeah. I've, where are you up to? I'm, uh, I've just finished episode four. So if you don't know, that is the brilliant uh, Kay's recommendation last week, which is all about um, a teacher who, may or may not allegedly have done away with his wife and buried her in the garden. Possibly, maybe, allegedly, we don't know. We cannot be the people who say that that happened.
2: Right. Pogs, you just got to know that there was a little discussion before this uh, recording where i definitely sat down by, by John, well, we all were, and told that, you know, we've got to be very careful about how we phrase things. <laughs> maybe, so possibly, people, I don't know. Some people think he did it. I'm guru, not saying he did. Producer, I'm just saying some
0: people oh, think he up. did. Guru, <laughs> editor... <laughs> Legal advisor.
2: (gasps) Yeah, he's a legal advisor now. Yeah, He's our lawyer.
0: Some of us need legal advice.
2: John is our lawyer. (laughs) You're going to need legal advice in a minute. (laughs) I'm going to try and and calm you both down by telling you my recommendations this week. (laughs) Unless, have you finished? No, I've got, no, I have finished. (laughs) Oh. Okay, so first I wanted to tell you about my trip to a BAFTA screening. Now, Boyd every week will say he's been to BAFTA and I didn't realise that you get very good snacks and drinks there. What snacks? You get olives, you get little breadsticks. Oh, God. I like breadsticks. Delicious antipasti, delicious. You get sweeties. nope. but you get refreshing drinks. Uh, It was really nice. Like fruit drinks. I liked it. The reason I was there, I'll tell you, (laughs) for why, not just for the snackettes, although they were delicious, was for a very swish screening of Vanity Fair which strictly it
0: embargoed.
2: It's strictly embargoed, so that's why I'm going to tell you all about it in detail right now. No, I'm not going to. I don't. I just wanted to say it's coming um, onto our screens. It's adapted by Gweneth Hughes, the writer who um, has taken on William Thackeray's classic novel. Um, have either of you read it? Because I wasn't actually familiar with no. it. Do you know? No. Okay. So Young Becky Sharp is a, a girl who was born of lowly birth. You know, her father was an artist. Her mother was, a, I think, a dancer in the opera, and. So she's had quite a poor upbringing and she desperately is trying to claw her way up the social ladder by hook or by crook or using all her feminine wiles just to make a better life for herself. And it's all about this story. But anyway, it's got a stellar cast. They've got Michael Palin in it as Thackeray himself. So he's being the narrator at the beginning. Mm Francis Dillatour, Frankie Dillatour. Yeah. oh, Frankie Dillatour's in it. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Martin yeah. Clunes, oh, oh, I'm doubling. Saran Jones, oh, I God. mean, just deal with it. It's a, it's a fantastic cast. It's a fantastic cast. Olivia Cooke plays Becky Sharp, and oh. it is such a visual feast. It's great. This is gonna be the greatest thing, thing ever. When's it on? It's coming soon. Boyd, why are you so angry with me today? I'm Boy, not angry
0: with you. I'm just, no, I thought was, it's was funny how excited you were about Olivia Cook in the in the Just well, oh,
2: yeah. done. Yeah. She's good. Um, okay, so that, that's the first thing. That was a bit of a preview. Because oh, do you know why? Because I thought you meant Olivia Coleman. I know, I know you
0: did, and I was gonna say you've confused her with Olivia Coleman, haven't you? Because I'm I, I literally like thinking she thinks it's Olivia Coleman, but she's in such a bad mood with me. She thinks being, she thinks I'm picking on her. I'm not gonna correct it, so I'll just leave it. But in fact, you're exactly right. Listen, you know, know that I will. Your mind works. Yeah,
2: I'll always correct myself. Yeah. You know, it's this. young Olivia
0: Cook. Who's not, that? Not, yeah, should I be excited she's about that? She's a very her? good
2: actress. Wasn't yes. she in? Um, she wasn't in Ready Player One, was she, or something like that?
0: Uh, She's in something like that,
2: yeah. yeah. But also, okay. we had, we've had we got a friend called Olivia Cook. Well, Kay's very good friend of yeah. Olivia Cook. Yeah. So, so used I used to have work have warm heat. feelings
1: about people called Olivia Cook.
0: You should have warm feelings, yeah, about her. That but was, I, did,
1: but I did think it was Olivia that
2: Cook. That was a
0: great moment. She because was in Bates Motel, the quite pretty good TV series. She was in Ouija. She's in me and, me and Earl and the Dying Girl, Limehouse Golem. And you are correct. You have completely, um, you know, you've, you've reined it in. What's what? the word I'm looking What have for? I done? Redemption. You've redeemed I? yourself. How? She's in Ready Player One.
2: Oh, I said that. Oh, that wasn't me. That was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> brilliant. <laughs> um, I said that. I'm Kay. Me, Just Kay, Kay. Uh, that's Steph. That, that great s- redemption step still Steph has redeemed herself. Oh, no. <laughs> right, let's move it on. Wow. Um, <laughs> My next recommendation is um Oprah's Masterclass. A new podcast, 30 minute podcast, which I thought you had talked about. So went Yeah, Oprah's Supercell Sessions. But it, it's it a new launched one. well, I don't know, it launched on the nineteenth of July. That's why I double checked because I was like, I'm sure Steph has talked about this. Was Dwayne Johnson on it?
1: I'm not sure.
2: I mean there's been lots of Let me them. tell you what this is tell and you can tell it me about is. it. Basically she's getting um High-profile stars and athletes to talk about the lessons they've learned throughout their career and life. How could
1: you have two podcasts at the same thing? Yeah, it's, I think it is new because it said it, it launched
0: in the really new July. series of it, isn't it? It's already been. They have a new series of podcasts, don't they? Yeah,
2: but her thing is called Oprah's Super Soul Sessions. Oh. No, they. they so mentioned, this is a different thing. Yeah, I think Bye. so, right. but still Continue. by the um, Oprah Winfrey Network. And ah, yes. But you will love it. It is it is ruddy, ruddy, ruddy brilliant. <laughs> 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 no, it's it's very interesting. Like an, an they, she's got, because it's Oprah, she gets really good people on. Yeah. and so like, Who so says the first no to one, Oprah? No one says no. no. One. Um, and so the first pen she has on is The Rock. And it's basically, Lovely. so she's not actually on it. She does a little bit of an intro. And halfway through, oh. she'll oh. dip in and like uh. move it really? on. But it's basically Who's like a monologue. It, no, it's, 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 that's what's weird. At first, I found it mm. a little bit hard to get my head around because it's just like him talking, like a, oh, almost nice. like mm. a, a monologue. But... The thing is, because what he's saying is so interesting, you soon like get used to that. And Mm -hmm. he's just talking about different parts of his life and different lessons that he's learned through that. So for example, one of the examples was that he, um, when he was wrestling, he was meant to be like the baby face, like the the goody in Mm. wrestling, right? Um, and people used to chant for him. But very soon they realised that it was quite inauthentic to who he is because he was meant to laugh and joke around when he'd lose and that wasn't him because he's quite, you know, tough and macho. He's a big, tough guy. And so then they soon started booing him (gasps) and just being like, oh, Rocky sucks. They used to call him Rocky. You know, Rocky sucks and he found it really hard and then he, like, tore a tendon, had the rest of the season off. And when he came back, he said to the promoters, look, if I come back... I can't, I can't be the good guy, I need to be who I am, I'm just gonna go in and I wanna talk to the audience for two minutes and that's the only way I'll come back and do it." And they were like, yeah, sure, do it. So he went in and he was like, they were all booing him, the usual kind of How thing. They. And then he was like, the rock does not suck. And then started giving them loads of shit, basically. The and does just being, not suck. yeah, and just being his normal self. And for long, they were cheering and he was like the best wrestler around, you know. And now he's like him. the
1: highest paid. And now well, he's in everything. In isn't he? The highest paid or highest earning? Highest earning because he does earning. like about
0: eight films a year. He you know, does. As we know we've already to- we've discussed already on this <laughs> podcast.
2: Boyd, I don't know what your beef is with me today, <laughs> but I'm going to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> anyway, so that minutes. is good. It's 30 minutes long and available wherever you get your podcast from. It's brilliant. It's very interesting. And the second one, Steph, you'll like, is um, with Jay Z.
1: Oh. Oh, I'm definitely. So is it a bit like a kind of stream of consciousness, them yes. talking? Yes, okay. it's
2: exactly that. They're just, you know, they're just reminiscing. Oh, I'm gonna download mm. that right I don't now. I why Oprah
0: doesn't just interview them.
1: She's yeah. got, she has she's Lazy. just got
0: a lot on. She's got a lot on. She's got I got yeah. did on think like that when her. I
2: first started listening to it, it was mm. a little bit, you know, wrapping your head around the fact that someone's just sitting there, just talking about themselves with no one actually prompting them stuff, but you get okay. used to it. Okay. Um, okay, the next thing I wanted to tell you about is, and it's a bit of a random one, but it's Inside Facebook, Secrets of a Social Network, and it's on all four. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh, my God. What mm. did you think of it? That's I thought right, it was... Yeah. It's Steph, It's scary. scary. It's so disturbing and shocking. Basically, it's um, an insight into the secretive world of people who moderate Facebook. <laughs> and so Facebook have outsourced it in the, in the UK to this company, and this undercover investigator goes in and he kind of gets the training of what is and isn't acceptable so these are the guys who are deciding what can be seen on Facebook like the videos and stuff like that and like who can see it so they run through all these different elements like so he's basically filming a training session and there's different things they look at so it's like bullying child abuse hate speech um self-harm and because there's you know there's not a lot of regula- regulations there is some, but mm. because it 's so black and white, yeah if anything falls in between stuff that is what I would think is common sense, it just doesn 't get taken down but oh it'll get God. a um marked as disturbing right so for to give you an example right they um there was a video of a young boy like a tot yeah. being punched and kicked <gasps> by an adult right oh my really God. bad it's been up for years on on the on the site, and in this like training session, the guy was like well surely we take this down and they were like oh actually no it doesn't quite it doesn't break the rules and t's and c's of oh facebook that's ridiculous so it stays up when
1: stupidity overrides bloody t's and c's and then it, what the christ this is ridiculous
2: what the idea what they kind of like getting to although it's been denied by the vice president who was on right. there, is that actually all facebook cares about is the money and the ads revenues yeah. and keeping people on the site as long as possible and because that video for example shared like something ridiculous like forty-four thousand times and they just they kind of—it's implied so that they don't care. I mean, sick. obviously, the vice president's totally denied it. But if you're interested in anything like that, just have a look because it is such an eye opener of what goes on. So I don't go on Facebook. Facebook.
1: You never know what's going to come at you. Do you still have your account? Yeah, I just—I just don't ever log on. I don't ever go on it mm. ever.
0: Yeah. An example to us all.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. in many ways, Boyd, I yeah. am.
0: Yeah.
2: So that is inside Facebook: secrets of a social network. On all four, if you are interested in that. And then the last thing I was going to talk about, I know you're going to talk about Boy um, so Don't actually, let that stop you. No, I'm going to chip in when you talk about it. It's who is America with Sasha Baron Cohen, um, which well you you've teed it up now. I mean,
0: well, you might yeah, as well so start. You,
2: so y- you basically watched it last week, just just before it aired, right? And you were describing it to me because I said, look, just nutshell it like a DVR. Right? <laughs> like a
0: DVR, yeah. Yeah, I said yeah. nutshell
2: it. Tell me what it yeah. what it's like. Mm. Um, and actually, it didn't quite do it justice, like, you know, I had to watch it fully yourself, because, yes. Yeah. So this is Sasha Baron Cohen's thing where
1: he satire, yeah, so but he he basically <laughs> well, speaks to uh, members of, members of like American, some mockumentary pod- oh, ways. I'm going to have like,
0: to nutshell it for you, aren't I? Because you're kind of, uh, you not know. just
2: for me, Boyd, for the Pogs.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Kate's watched it. Yeah, so he All assumes
2: right. different, he d- he's assuming different personas um, to, and then he kind of, it's a satire, so he's like lampooning public figures so like so a classic Sarasha Baron Cohen stuff this is what he's yes. always done so, <laughs>
0: isn't <laughs> it and <laughs> Cohen <laughs> <laughs> <Listen, laughs>
1: like you don't want this bottle of water to end up <laughs> I all over you, meant, you I knew who you
2: meant Cohen Swash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> his sister <laughs> um, S- what it is uh, let me I'll, I'm going to nutshell it oh. it is in the tradition he's you know, going way back to the Ali G show, too. He's been doing it for years. Chris Morris did it a lot in Brass Eye where they, you adopt the persona of a fictional comedy character to then interview real life people, some of them politicians, campaigners, activists. Some Is of that not, not what I just said? No, because, well, I'm just, you kept saying satire, and I'm, I'm explaining the, the, the format of him adopting okay. fictional characters. You don't, I don't think you said that. I may be wrong. Apologies if you did. Um, and then interviewing the real people. And it's kind of like, sometimes, like there isn't necessarily an inherent satire, I think, within all of these interviews. Like for yeah. example, the very first one was this character of a kind of right-wing conspiracy theorist guy who was in like a mobility scooter, but then like, explained in the middle of the interview he wasn't actually disabled, because a, a lot of people in America got accused such a kind of lampooning the disabled, which he wasn't doing. Anyway, he was interviewing Bernie Saunders. Oh, I love right, Bernie now, Sanders. Now, it wasn't really satirical. Yeah, I know. At you're all. right. It was and but I think we've been led to believe, because it's called Who is America and because of the marketing and you know, it all dropped suddenly on Channel Four without much and, and Showtime in America without much advanced publicity, because of the clips that we'd seen, and just the general gist of it, if it oh, this is gonna be like a whole thing is gonna be a satire on Trump's America, but actually bits of it are but not all of it is you
2: what I think that was what he was trying to do.
0: I don't even th- know if he was. I think it's just almost like if you go back to like Ali G, for example, Ali G would often interview a, a fairly famous person, not sometimes politicians, but sometimes just it might be a, a, a TV presenter or someone or, or a person who runs some kind of a company. A public figure. A public figure, thank you. And often it would just be well, what's, what are they going to be like? Like, are they going to go along with this? Are they going to fall for the fictional character being a complete idiot? Or are they going to be, like for example, so Bernie Sanders kind of goes along with this, right, this This figure and is polite to him. And it's quite interesting to see, but he doesn't really fall for the stupidity. No. So it's almost like, I feel was almost like semi-pointless to even run the Bernie Sanders bit. Because he doesn't, there was no, there was no end point of, oh, he's fallen for it at all. Whereas the whole of the second part of it, which was taken up mostly with this gun, these gun lobbyists... And gun activists, gun rights people in
1: America. Oh, I have seen he that. He got them to
0: join his campaign yeah. to give three-year-old, 4 year guns.
1: Yeah, okay. Right.
0: So that is that is using the yeah. fictional character to expose the unbelievable, cretinous Stupidous. stupidity yeah. of these moronic gun mm. advocates in America.
2: Like getting so, senators and I, lobbyists right. to like to make so there was man. at one point at the end they ended it like, happy shooting kids
0: yeah I mean that was incredible so that that was the best thing the about unfortunate it. thing for me was is that now that we're discussing it and I was going to say this as you, as you I was going to pick it out but. Um, they showed, you could see all of that gun stuff, and it was put online, I think on YouTube, by Showtime in America before the show went out. So I watched that before the show went Aye. out. Yeah. So I'd seen that bit, which was incredible. I thought that was brilliant. But the first half with all these, these other things, which I didn't think worked, either on a satirical or comedy level, was, was took up most of the first part. And I was a bit disappointed with that. Yeah. But I think, um, I think in general, he's introducing these four characters that he's going to do throughout the whole series, I think maybe others as well, as much as you know, showing, exposing terrible people in Trump's America so it's kind of like I think it's slightly more complicated than initially seemed but but I don't
2: think I completely agree with what you said I don't think that the first half worked because like you know there was a couple for example and Sasha's character was this um, gender fluidity expert, like, lecturer. And so he was trying to be really, like, he was saying to them, oh, you know, like, I don't let my children, like, I don't let the boy, when he's going to the toilet, I don't let him stand, and I let make the girl sit down. You know, all this kind, of, kind mm. of ridiculous stuff. But the problem is, is that they were incredibly polite, and they weren't shocked. They didn't, like, they were tr- they're quite non-judgmental, and they were asking, like, probing questions. They didn't give the reaction that you would expect, so then it just wasn't that funny. Oh. oh, bad luck, Swasher.
0: Swasher. <laughs> I mean, if only Sasha had been doing yeah. it, it would have been and all right. it might have been all right. I What's think, th- th- we are, unfortunately for us, we're recording this now, Monday afternoon. And the second episode goes out tonight. We haven't, I haven't seen the second episode yet. Oh, uh, okay.
1: Might well, have redeemed himself.
0: He Might have redeemed himself, like, as you did earlier, when you remembered um, that show that Olivia <laughs> Cook had been in. Or was it Kay? Um, anyway, I, I still think he's still a brilliant, brilliant performer. And, um, you know, I think the, and the gun stuff was incredible. I think that, I think there that will makes be, up for it. I everything. think it's still unmissable in my eyes because I still think there'll be brilliant things coming up.
2: Well, right. it's a talking point.
0: It is. We've reviewed, we've kind of reviewed almost as a fourth review.
2: I mean, I was just going to say ba- that. The Saoirse
0: mean, baron Cohen show.
1: Not that I would ever be the Who one to America. move you on, but what else the I'm bloody gonna, hell have you been watching? I'm
0: not going to talk about much else. You'll be pleased to know. I'm just going to very quickly mention, I wanted to mention um, that Richard Bacon is back with us. My oh hero. Yeah. Yes. Oh, is he okay? And, and fine. Welcome well, back, he's Richard. So he yeah, is a,
1: your friend. Let's just be clear. He's a friend, good friend of yours. I was on the
0: radio with him for every week, pretty much about six, seven what years what on him? Five Live. He got a mystery. I don't know what it was. So they thought it was chest pneumonia. They th- it was like a double chest infection. Mm. They, he was told it was like bird flu, like two, like double bird flu. Going Avian on flu. in his chest, but they don't know but what it was, is- and you know, what, and he says they will never know what it was. So not only did he come very close to dying because oh, they had to put him in a coma to get rid of these infections, yeah, yeah. there was nowhere they ran it. So he was in a coma for a week in hospital. Um, but they'll never—he was told afterwards when he came out of the coma that he needed, and they'll never know why. They'll well, never but how know the hell do they was.
1: know if it's going to happen again? Then well, sometimes he went, they can't gone. tell. Sometimes
2: they no, can't. No, he's
0: completely gone. He's absolutely <sighs> fine. He's not. It's not. Um, you know, he's completely fine now in terms of the the, the infections, or whatever they were. But obviously, mm. he's really weak. He's been in the coma mm. in a coma But he's absolute legend. He's—you uh, can hear—he was interviewed on Radio Four, mm. broadcasting House on Sunday morning, and you can hear that on the. Radio listen again thing, the BBC radio app. And he was on Five Live just before me today on um, Nihal's program. Uh, interviewed um, and both those interviews are brilliant where he talks completely so if you want to hear the whole story from the horse's mouth and he sounds great he sounds in great form Aww. he but must be so
2: happy, happy and also so grateful to the NHS
0: he's incredibly grateful to the NHS he literally walked into Lewisham hospital yeah um, A&E when he felt mm. weak and he felt he had breathing problems and then ended up in hospital for two weeks and the whole thing and they yeah they saved his life it was incredible yeah so he is an absolute Aww, broadcasting legend wonderful and a hero did and you I,
1: talk to him about your champagne illness
0: I'm talking no I'm, I need to see him so I need to yeah. go see him and I'll tell God, him God, about you're gonna my have to... very minor champagne illness
1: you think you've had it bad I know writers. you've been in a coma but I've had this champagne illness so
0: I'm mentioning <laughs> that and I'm going to quickly mention two films that are on Netflix I thought you'd come oh yeah. what Calibre is very good Calibre is about two young guys who um, go hunting In Scotland, and the horrible, horrible thing happens, and it's what happens after that. It's really good. Jack Loudon's in it, who's in Dunkirk
2: and War and Peace, and War
0: and Peace, and he's great, and he's brilliant. He's like the one who's affected mostly by this thing that happens. I'm going to tell you because it's a huge thing. Okay,
2: well, don't ruin
0: it. And have you seen Ibiza? No, Ibiza is this film on Netflix (laughs) that looks terrible, right? It dropped a couple of weeks ago. It's about this group of young American women who go over first to Barcelona on a a business trip, and then Ibiza. She falls for this. DJ yeah
2: um,
0: and it sounds terrible it's actually not that bad and the women are really good and it. it's quite funny and I found myself watching it Ooh. on late on a like Sunday night I thought I'm going to just check it out and actually the, the women are really quite funny who Who's are the women it, who are they well yeah. now I knew you are going to say that
2: well I mean, I mean it's it, a natural what I would say it is a crucial fact yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah who are the women alright hold on okay, let me just you give crank that a it up on my Netflix Gillian Jacobs Vanessa Bayer and Phoebe Robinson Phoebe Robinson oh come on Phoebe, Phoebe Robinson's amazing good. yeah they're all really really good and um, yeah, it's, it's surprisingly good. Too right. long, but surprisingly good. Oh, okay. I think that's. I think I'm gonna uh, leave it there. I may or may not visit the set of a new of the new Ricky Gervais. Oh, <gasps> I, I probably shouldn't say Ricky that. It, but look, look, that's going to be amazing. Oh really? That's also that's that's a Netflix. When show. can you
2: officially talk about it?
0: Probably like not till next year. <laughs> oh, cool. Something to look forward <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. Stay to tuned, guys.
2: Lingers <laughs> across. We're still around. Yeah, yeah, but it's
0: been announced. His show has been announced. It's called Afterlife. And it's got a brilliant, brilliant cast. Um, including Diane Morgan <laughs> oh,
2: right. oh I love yes. her from Motherland
0: Philip, Phil, Phil, Philomena Kunk and Motherland oh, yes. exactly yeah um, and many others
2: right
0: yeah it's going to be good
1: well it can only be time for
0: Penelope Wilton David Bradley Tom Baston, <laughs> yeah. David Earle, Joe Wilkinson Kerry Godiman Joe Hartley who, yep. yeah, who's lovely who's brilliant okay, and cool. um, Royce and Conaty
1: okay we're going to have to stop you there
0: yeah um, let's move on to the meet no, no. to the oh. tweets and the t- stuff yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh my god! Wow. It's now time before. for the tweet, tweet before, before the, the meet. meet. Wow! Well, that there's was a, this,
1: there's a There's this kind of a theme phrase that we do, Boyd. Please just stay in line, okay?
0: I can't remember these things.
2: Oh. Right, we've been we've had quite a lot of communication on the old Have Twitter. We? Yes, you'll be very happy to hear. Um, first up, I want to tell you about a message we've had from at Wilkie100, who said, "Loving the Teachers Pet podcast recommended by John." What story? Surely got to go after John uh, Chris Dawson now. Love your podcast, guys. Keep up the good work. Now listen at Wilkie Hundred. Usually at this point, I'd I'd say, "What are you talking about?" That was me. I I told yeah. you to listen to it, sure. but I'm not. I'm letting You're that slide. Should I tell you why. You above it? I tell you why because John is known for giving fantastic yeah. recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. But that was your recommendation. Yeah. But that's fine. No, I'm just isn't. happy that Out Wilkie Hundred listened to it and thinks it's great. Absolutely which is not. Like,
1: he didn't listen enough. He should have listened to you. You you basically gave that whole nearly that whole like premise of that whole story away. You just have do you know what? Give me his handle. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not happy about this. Be nice. If you're gonna to listen.
0: listen. Be nice to you know. Listen.
1: Listen. listen I mean, mate, I he, can't. I can't happy. remember what
0: either of you are saying. And I'm sitting here in front of you. Yes, so, but you know. we.
1: we yeah, you are enough.
0: regularly
2: visited by senior moments. This. I don't know how odd
1: this Wilkie person is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, someone else who um has enjoyed what we're doing at the moment is at Critters, um, who oh. who said, wow, great. Now, she said Rex, which is recommendations, but, you know, you've got a shortage of space on Twitter, so I get it. Now, Boyd, I've, I've actually looked at this week. Please listen carefully. I need your full attention here. Wow. Great Rex right up my alley. Please let Steph has as many Rex as possible. She is the best. <coughs> I've, he- listened. <laughs> I've listened all the way to episode nine of The Teacher's Pet, and it's so good. Great work, guys.
0: Yeah, but remember, who's that again? Um, Critters. Critters. Remember, Critters, you hear the edited version. I mean, you know, there's, it's, it's about um, five hours do long. Do not to speak to my again.
2: number one pog
1: in that manner. Thank you very much. She is my new favourite.
2: What's also great, actually, about that tweet is that we had another reply to Critters' tweet from at Davjenks. David Jenkins, who said, thanks so much for listening to Lynn Dawson's story as told on The Teacher's Pet. Aunt Lynn has been missing and deeply missed for 36 years. The investigation gives us hope that we will one day get to bring Lynn home to rest.
0: That, well, that's brilliant, yeah. That's fantastic. That's so that
2: is, um, that is from at Dav Jenks. So yeah. everyone, if you haven't started listening to The Teacher's Pet, I think there can't be any greater endorsement than that. Um, we also had a question from at Critters, which I'm going to bring to everyone's attention. And she says, question, and the only reason I'm reading this <laughs> out because I know that Steph is primed to answer I it. I am primed. Question, are you allowed to review shows at work, i.e. watching TV at work? And I'm gonna just give you a bit of a spoiler. Steph does, has already replied to her saying, I literally can't wait to answer this question on next week's pod as a brilliant argument will no doubt erupt. Okay, now critters, here is what you need to know. So, in
1: my capacity in Heat Magazine, as assistant editor slash picture director person, I do not get time to watch shows during the day. This is something that is sometimes not understood by my dear colleague, Boyd, illustrated so perfectly this morning um, when when he said to me, I said I haven't watched that. I haven't watched Succession because I wasn't the the link. It was a link to your email, and I couldn't. It couldn't work. And Boyd said, "Well, you need to watch it because you need to like don't leave it to the last minute." And Boyd does not understand that I cannot watch an hour long show during work time. However, he is able. However, I mean, at the same you're a busy time, woman.
0: You've got to look through eight thousand pictures of Cheryl Cole. I know it's hard.
1: Not just that, <laughs> Boyd. So, in answer to your question. Um, Boyd doesn't, rarely understands that I cannot watch shows during the day, during work time, because he has a lovely life of sitting there and watching television shows priorities. all day priorities. long.
0: Priorities.
1: What have you got to say to that, Boydo?
0: I just, I've got my priorities right. Instead of trawling <laughs> through endless reams of the same picture of Victoria Beckham... You know, on the holidays. Is that, what you, do? Is that what you that's think I do? Is that what you think I do? Do, I don't I don't do. Know, you know what? what
2: you do. Right. Long and short is we make time to watch this TV by hook or by crook just to provide a service for you guys. We hope you're still enjoying what we're doing. I have to watch it at And home if you are, by the hours. way, by the way, if you are still enjoying it, feel free to stick a review on iTunes because I've had a look at it the other day and we're now static at 107, and that's agitating me a little. You're trying
1: to tell me nobody has reviewed this podcast since we got the cake.
2: Yeah, I know that's, that's we, we made a rod for him back, right? Because we've built it up so much. Boyd, you look far too happy about that. <laughs> no, yeah, look at him, he's being a bit so smug. A rod back. Guys, come on. We can't let him be smug. No. So if there are any new pogs listening okay. and you would like to review us, that would be great for you. Oh, you received. know what we should up it to? Boyd having to take us out for a
1: three course lunch.
2: Ooh.
0: Yeah. Why don't you reward the yeah. listeners? Why don't you tell the listeners if they if you We'll leave record a review, it in the restaurant. If you rate and review it, Kay will go around and give you a cake. <laughs>
2: From.
0: Well, you're, it's up to me to take you. For, it's it's about listeners. All listeners I'd say is, you're pick your a fights, cake. yeah. Choosing yeah. Lashing your lashing out is Steph
2: today. Oh, I'll no, take I'm it next week. On. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving oh. on. Let's have some meat, please. I'm getting a real lashing this week.
0: Right. Is that tweets and stuff done? Yeah, it's done. Good. Yes. Time to move on to the meat. Starting with age before beauty the new drama from Debbie Horsfield, who, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it feels like about, uh, about approximately nine months ago.
1: I believe it was 50 minutes ago.
0: Um, the writer of Poldark. Who would like to um, explain K, What on who God's green Who would like to explain Kay? Like, well, no That's one. a wow. bigger conversation. No one gets
2: yeah. K. I'm an enigma.
0: Premise us up on Age Ooh. Before Beauty.
2: Okay, so it's a family saga set in Manchester, as Boyd has said, in a beauty salon slash hairdressers. And it's a bunch of sisters with their mum and dad, a family run business, but it's not doing very well. Okay, so it's doing really badly. Um, The main character, Belle, played by Polly Walker, um, she was running the business or very heavily involved and then she gave it up to become a homemaker and raise her children with her husband, Wesley. They've been married happily for 25 years. He's played by James Murray. But now the twins have gone off to university and she's got all this free time. So her brother-in-law slash best friend, played by uh, Robson Green, he says to her, look, you've got to come back because the business is doing really badly and we need you to save us. now, he hasn't told his wife that, um, called Heidi, played by Vicky Myers, because she'd go absolutely apeshit. She is a um, cosmetic surgery addict, she does all the fillers and Botox, quite a hideous character. <laughs> anyway, she, um, she decides to come back and help them out, and she does. While that is all happening, what she doesn't realise is that her husband, Wesley, who's feeling a bit unloved and um, you know wants some attention, is finding tension elsewhere with a personal trainer. And Ooh. that's all I'm going to tell you.
0: Correct. Stephanie Sealan. what right. did you make? Oh, sorry, that's my pen being very loud mm. on, the, uh, on the desk. It's a
1: lovely pen you've got there, Boyd.
0: It's a very nice pen. That, did you give me this pen?
1: It's, I bought that pen for your birthday.
2: You should sure have is. known as soon as she set you up with that's yeah, a nice pen. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> we'll move
0: on. God, I remember you did. <laughs> we'll it move it.
2: on. Um, what f-
0: did you make right. of age before beauty? I
2: have
1: one gigantic problem with this show. Oh, dear. Okay. And here it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the opening title sequence. Oh yeah, is so cringy. Ooh. It is enough to put people off. If you can, if you can get to it or fast forward the opening title sequence, I absolutely love the show. But the title sequence is so cringy. I, I just can't bear it. Now, do you, did you all watch the opening title? Yeah, sequence? yeah. I agree, so it's actually, it? it's. It's, it's not the this best. Strange strange kind of the, the all the characters are are talking and it's breaking the fourth wall thing.
0: Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah to camera, yeah. To
1: camera. And it's it was just, bold. It's not... It's just crap. I think they were
0: just trying to do something... but I know what you mean. Uh, it's
1: not good because... It, and what really disappoints me is, you know what, when I watched this, I thought, oh, God, this is going to be terrible. And it's a really good show. Oh, there you go. Right, let's get over just, the hump of the yeah, But sequence. But, but what that's why I'm saying to the Pogs. Do get over that really yes. annoying thing. And actually, you know what, to the makers, just get rid of that. Make something different. The makers. But it's not very good, <laughs> is it? It's really...
0: I just I think they were trying it's to do something good. different, weren't they, Kate? Yeah, I know what My, you mean. It was a bit. It was a bit. a cheesy, bit embarrassing cheesy. and cheesy, and
1: it's just. It's just not good. And you, but the
0: rest of it, you really liked.
1: Listen, I thought I. I... Completely was completely drawn into this as a family drama. The only other thing that slightly annoyed me is I really could not understand why Belle would actually put up with a sister like that without saying anything. The sister, as you said, is a hideous character. She's so nasty to um, her older sister who's been off taking care of her children. And she's just constantly saying horrible things to her. And I, and then there's no, I don't think Belle should be as meek as she is. I understand they're making her a meek and mild character and she's the fixer and she's the person who helps the family out. But it's, Unbelievable to me that she would not endure that. She wouldn't, yeah, exactly. That she would continually endure. Mm. Like she says nothing. She doesn't even say anything to the people around her about it. She's just like, oh, she's just like that. She just puts up with it. Um, And the other thing that I think I didn't, don't know whether it works entirely is the Sue Johnson married to the like the mum and dad figure. I mean, it's okay. I just didn't. I but I really, really overall, really, really enjoyed it. Sue
0: Johnson's married to this old dude. Um, who's like bitter and twisted and she's living the high life. She's having sex, affairs, basically. He's having yeah. affairs. And they've got like an open marriage, but he's sure. bitter and twisted about her. But I thought, it was, I thought that was funny. Did you? Okay.
1: True. Well, I, I really liked it. I was totally drawn, drawn in by it and I have to know what happens. And the good thing is I thought they kind of throughout it gave you little clues to what was happening mm. um, yeah. the story it was eked out very very well because I thought oh 60 minutes of this I well, don't know and actually it was really yeah. good I really liked it
0: Okay, I sensed when uh, we selected this show to review that you weren't necessarily 100% looking forward to it am I wrong?
2: I, I misunderstood I thought it was a reality show because oh. of the title Age 4 Beauty I thought oh, oh it's going to be God. like you know some kind of she channel it was like an reality. E4 show yeah. set in a,
0: about exactly. a, like, there was a one th- wasn't well, there? Was there was a salon, but that, salon, that wasn't yeah. an age.
2: But I thought it was a combination of the salon right, with the thing. The salon. The salon was great. Um, so I found the first half problematic because I didn't believe. They were like, I didn't believe them as a family. I just didn't get yep, that dynamic. Yeah. I didn't, I, think, I thought I think it didn't that's what really. I mean, with the
1: Sue Johnson thing, it doesn't really. None of the sisters, though. Yeah. I mean, you didn't
2: really get that chemistry. And I didn't believe particularly that they Are were beauty specialists. Sisters? So Lisa Riley's one of the sisters, isn't oh, she? Oh, is she?
1: Oh, I didn't get that. I think at it was all. a family of
2: sisters, right? So I. Oh, I, no, I didn't get that. I, I think it was just Belle and the Blonde Girl that were sisters. No, I think. Have I got this wrong? Oh.
0: Um, yeah, and no, I think she's one of the sisters, yeah. Tina, Lisa Ryder's character, yeah. Yeah, so they're all oh, sisters, and fine. I just didn't get no. that kind
2: of well, sisterly didn't. vibe. I didn't believe they were, like, particularly family or beauty specialists. But having said that, um, exactly halfway point, 31 minutes in, there's a plot twist that I totally didn't see coming. Mm. And it was enough to now, I'm like, right, I'm really drawn in. Because out. actually of the whole thing i think the strongest characters are robson green's character yeah and also james Murray's character the, i think the men are actually the best thing about the yeah. first episode i do Murray's i do think so, so. i don't think Who's? but
1: he's so handsome Who? bell's husband is it james, james Murray? Murray yeah he was in cutting it He's he
2: so so well, handsome. you know
0: he's uh, Sarah Parrish's husband IRL is he? in real life yeah well yes, done, Sarah. Yeah, um, he's so, great. Yeah.
2: So yeah, this plot twist was what really drew yeah. me in, and Skooky. then from that minute on, was I was like, because actually the relationship between the personal trainer and played
0: by Madeline Mantock.
2: Yeah, and Bell's husband. That was the chemistry was great, and I was like, yeah. yes.
0: He is brilliant. He's a very underrated actor, James Murray, because he, you know, he was in one of the greatest hours of television of the century. What Sherlock? No. Doctor <laughs> Who. Take, don't take the piss. <laughs> Was no, he something neither with Joe Dr. Seinfeld? Who, no. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, <laughs> no, what was Cucumber. It? Do you remember Cucumber? Russell T Davies. Oh, yeah.
2: Was that Channel 4,
0: E4? Very, Channel 4, and then they had the spin-off shows yeah, on E4. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: But episode six of Cucumber, if you haven't seen it, it was the one where um, the character of Lance who's one of the two or three main characters. I mean, spoiler alert, but he he's killed by James Murray's character oh. in a horrendous um, sequence, like a really horrible... So James... James Murray played this character who's obviously like secretly gay and can't deal with it and as a result is horrible and kind of bullies him even though he ends up kind of having sex with him and it's a horrendous thing and then the whole episode is his life story kind of told in a a flashback in a series of vignettes it's the whole thing is all about this guy's life and it's so brilliantly done Russell T. Davis it's a masterpiece anyway James Murray is a key element of that. He's great in this. And he's brilliant. He's and he plays this horrible mm. mixed-up guy, mm. and he's great in this, as you yeah, say. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. really underrated. And Robson
2: Green actually. Robson
0: Green's great. I think Polly Walker is really good as well. I know who plays mm. Bell, who's mm. his wife, um, and you can see she's like you know she's she was dealing with the two the two kids fleeing the nest. Yeah. That's that thing. There's the two. There's the flying. brother and flying the nest. Not fleeing. 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 They flee. They fly. Mm. Um, kids flying the nest. Uh, and flying the coop. <laughs> fleeing the coop and she was really good dealing with the emotional um, drama turmoil of that that she you know and she's kind of more affected by it than he is because he's running off having an affair with a personal trainer um, what we've said that okay yeah I haven't given away that's not that's yeah, very yeah. early on you've, you've already talked yeah, about yeah. The, the affair's revealed very early on isn't it it's okay. the, in fact literally in the first scene
2: it's also in the press info so it's fine yeah, yeah, fine yeah.
0: okay yeah. you think it's the other twist I'm not I'm not remembering no, okay, the other okay, twist fine. there's another fine, twist fine, fine, fine. Um, <laughs> anyway Really good, and I think it shows that Debbie Hosfield, who has brilliantly adapted Poldark for the last four years, she is so clever with her plotting. Um, you know, she makes it all; she kind of entangles these plots together, um, and also is great at dialogue as well. So I think she's a brilliant writer, and I think this is great. And I and I think you could have And I know what you mean about the opening title sequence; you're not wrong. Get over that. Get over some of the <laughs> slightly... No, I'm not saying it to you. To everyone. Get
1: yeah, out. they should get
2: over it.
0: Get over I think. I think the trail is slightly misleading as well. Mm. I've seen some of the trails. I've seen make it seem slightly cheesy than it is. I think it's really good. And it's good. Four stars from me.
2: Three and a half for me. Mm, four for me.
0: Age Before Beauty is on BBC One next Tuesday, the 31st of July at 9pm in the evening. And now we move on to Travels in Trumpland, with Ed Balls, mm-hmm. Stephanie Seelan, what is it?
1: Well, Ed Balls, former Member of Parliament, famous Gangnam Style dancer on Strictly, sets out to answer the question we've all been answering ourselves, asking ourselves for the last however many years. How the hell did Trump get elected and who the hell is voting for this person? So, basically, he starts off saying... "What." is the most dangerous thing to do is just ignore the voters. You cannot ignore the fact that this man was voted into office. Agreed. Not on the popular vote, but he was voted into office in the way that counts, unfortunately. For some people. Maybe with of Yeah. The Electoral College vote, yes. So anyway, he is going around America, meeting uh, these people who have voted for Trump and finding out what this was all about. So in this first... Episode. He he goes to this crazy festival, because, which is entitled "Rednecks with Paychecks," and it's the festival of uh, people who. Uh, Rednecks is just the kind of colloquial term for country country folk. Um, And he tries to find out why they're voting, all big Trump supporters, all Trump voters. And he meets a wide range of people. He meets African American people who voted for Trump. He meets um, a Mexican woman who um, voted for Trump, who is like, build the wall, it's totally fine. This is absolutely fascinating. He also goes um, um, along with an ICE officer. So ICE are are the immigration people who find illegal immigrants and get them deported so he goes on it's not a raid it's a oh, i can't remember the word term he uses now it's like a enforced extraction situation and he finds calls out it how he goes a raid and they, correcting correcting and they get annoyed yeah. about yeah, it tea or something yeah, yeah. tea yeah. yeah anyway targeted enforcement arrest or something like that anyway so he goes and finds finds out what happens it's absolutely fascinating it really made me think about these people who have voted for trump and yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to did say. Did you mention about the wrestling? wrestling? Oh, yeah, and at the end... I mean, end, you can't leave out the wrestling. Sorry.
0: I mean, hold on. You, we've at got the end, Ed Balls yeah. in a wrestling oh, singlet. So do, yeah. In
1: a In a leotard. Yeah. In a leotard. Yeah. Also, it's at the nice. end, he takes part in a wrestling match, and that bit is absolutely <laughs> insane.
0: <laughs> Kay, yeah. you previewed this television programme in the annals of Heat magazine. What mm. did you think?
2: I really really enjoyed this because because of my beliefs and how i perceive trump and his politics and how he's running both you're his very country. Much a fan
0: of his, aren't you? Let's I, I'm a number clear. one supporter. Cut me, I believe him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you think, know that, Boyd. I'm constantly talking yeah. about I it. I mean, mean, spend a lot of my time thinking about him. I know, him, but, but you, you don't, don't think, care. <laughs> you see the good in him. You see the good in everyone, and you're seeing Trump, and you think, you know, yeah, give him a chance. Yeah. You
2: know, he's Why just doing not? his best. Look, look, he's just out he's for people are People are going to start believing that you really think that's a stopping obviously, Obviously, I'm not of that opinion, but I do spend a lot of time, you know, following what he's doing and thinking about his his legacy. And so actually what was good for me to do was to look at it from the other point of view of the people who do support him and actually see it through the pro-Trump lens. Mm. And I think the best person to do that is Ed Balls because he's so well-informed, he's amiable, he's non-threatening and kind of non-judgmental. So he gets a lot out of these people. And for me, the most extraordinary thing of this whole thing, other than seeing him in a leotard, which is sensational, was the time that he spoke to this Mexican lady. Now she is someone who, 20 years previously, had swum over from Mexico, an illegal immigrant, food worker, very hard worker. She, is, she has been so convinced by Trump's arguments that she's standing there and she's saying, do you know what, I am a pro-Trump supporter, I've fallen out with my family about it, but they still love me, but that's, this is how I feel. He's completely right, they should build a wall, I'm in, They're not well, you know. Maybe that makes me selfish, but you know, it was it was really shocking because it kind of highlighted to me that he is so good at what he does, and he's so convincing to these people that actually, you know, when you look at it on the face of it, he's just supporting hardworking Americans. He just wants to like make. Secure jobs in the US, um, and he's keeping the bad guys, the bad hombres out, you know, why do we want Mexican illegal workers coming in, bringing their drugs and all this kind of stuff? And so for her to be convinced, a Mexican illegal immigrant, that actually what he's saying is true, that they should keep these people out, her people, and for her to reject her motherland and potentially some of her family members, other people she knows, who'd want the same opportunity that she was given, is extraordinary I
1: think what Trump is able to do is able to harness a very simplistic argument that people can follow and because they can follow it they don't they think oh yeah actually what he's saying is right well why wouldn't like exactly as you said he's all I'm trying to do is I want to keep out the people yeah jobs good
2: drugs bad but
1: but in order to enforce the legislation that would keep certain certain illegal immigrants out you're also what what people fail to understand is what you're also doing to maybe he doesn't understand the room for innocent people to be caught up in this kind of well, what it, like I don't he legislation he you know, that's what I'm saying he doesn't care but the message that, that the he's people giving care either, don't they? No, but the fact that they don't care is problematic. The fact that they don't care is incredibly (laughs) problematic. But my point being is that he is able to cut through because his messages are so simplistic. Of oh, I'm doing this because of this. Whereas people are not looking into the the other areas of what he's doing. I don't think they care. I
0: I thought what we what was great about the um, this documentary is that it showed that I don't think it's not. Some of them are simplistic, if you like. Like some of the people who voted for Trump are stupid. No, but I don't think no, no, the no, people well, in this documentary
2: to... they're so well adjusted that you actually no, 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 start. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about to say that. Yeah.
0: Sorry. To say that. But the vast majority that he meets in this show in this documentary. Um, in fact, the, in the, I thought the wrestling segment, actually, I mean, the woman, you're right, the, the, the immigrant, the Mexican woman who d- wants the war, was pro-war and wants to keep the rest out because she's, she's a right jack, literally. It's <laughs> awful She's a right jackie. Bit. I'm going to keep the rest out. That I mean, people are selfish. And, pe- and, and you almost can't blame them. People generally, you know, vote for policies that they feel keep mm-hmm. them safe and boost them, keep the others out. We well, can't, well, you can't in the wrestling, them. when he meets the wrestlers and to some extent the, um, the old, the veterans, the people who yeah. used yes. to be in the, some disabled, veterans war veterans a lot of them he gets them to say on camera oh I know he's done this terrible thing Yeah, I know he's done that terrible thing he's probably a racist he's definitely you know, but I still I'm going to support him and carry on supporting him because of what because he's done of for what me what he's doing for us mm. and that's what he's done he's tapped into and there has been an incredible um, just taking for granted of the American poorer American particularly mm. white people disenfranchised disenfranchised underclass of America, and they have been completely abandoned and you know the likes of Hillary Clinton. I'm going to make a big political point here, but it's, I think it's true. The the kind of you know the privileged um, establishment politicians have completely abandoned. So that, and he is totally it's occupied re-engaging. that ground. Yeah. And this documentary series, I think it's the best. I think it's what I think it's so great about it is it's the best example of explaining that phenomenon that I've seen yes. because you can be so it's so easy to dismiss them as the basket of deplorables mm-hmm. and all of that Absolutely, but you see these quite intelligent, decent hard working yeah. but they're going to carry on supporting Trump no matter what the F he does. Yeah. And the slightly annoying thing is, this was all filmed just before the, the worst thing he's ever yeah. done, which was the, the tearing apart of the families, the removing of the children from their parents on the border crossing. <laughs> but even then, but I would have loved to have seen. And oh, I, I think people I, know, I still I went defend the, him. I know. I went to the launch of this, and, I, and Ed Balls was there, and we talked, we, we, it, mm. us journalists were asking him about it. And, um, and we were all agreed. That even then, they would find a way of, or even if they said they didn't approve of that. They'd still generally vote for him again and support him again because he, all they care about is him, yeah. and what, they, what they perceive that he is doing because he talks about it constantly and he champions them constantly, make America great again. It's all about championing that underclass. And I thought this documentary explained it brilliantly. I thought Ed Bulls did a brilliant job. I
1: think you're, I totally agree with you and I think what this does, exactly what you're saying is it shows you why the perceived kind of liberal elite did not win did not get the vote because actually they dropped the ball and I think it's
0: gonna happen again I think it's gonna get real he's not impeached yeah. You know, which is possible, I suppose. But I don't think that will happen either because that's down to the Republicans have to go along with that.
1: But yeah, Ed Balls, who's someone... I have to say, I I don't normally... like. I'm not a big fan of Ed Balls. I are not a Balls him, fan? Not really. I find, I can, I find him a bit annoying. Do you? But I thought that he did such an expert he's job great. on this and he he's was lovely. really, really good.
0: Well, the other annoying thing is, he is... I think I said he was Chancellor of the He was Shadow Chancellor the But what was definitely the case because he was un- unseated in the last election is that since he's stopped being a politician... Him and um, Ed Miliband, who, of course, mm. they, they, they were both together. You know, Ed Miliband was the leader. He was the shadow chancellor. They were so uptight and unappealing as politicians. Yeah, now they been... Now, they're both of them. They're, like, brilliant. They're, mm. like, having the times of their life. They yeah. go on strictly. they make documentaries. Ed Miliband's got a podcast. If you, they were like that when they're in the bloody Labour Party, <laughs> then they might have got elected. Anyway, <laughs> this is getting four and a half stars from me.
2: This is getting four and a half for me. And just to say, it's a three-parter, so everyone yes. tune in. Four and a half from me.
0: Travels in Trumpland with Ed Balls starts on BBC Two on, I think I've written Saturday, but I think it's Sunday, the 29th of July at 9pm. Yes, Sunday, the 29th of July. (laughs) Next Sunday, 9pm. Finally, Succession. Only I've seen it in full. I'm going to tell you what it's all about. Succession is a big, meaty, ten-part drama series created by Jesse Armstrong, who with Sam Bain created Peep Show, no less. The brilliant sitcom that went on for like eight, nine series I on love Chanel peep Four, show. brilliant, and revolves around a fictional business tycoon, who is, I think, quite similar to a certain very famous Australian James business Packer. tycoon, Mr Murdoch? Rupert, Murdoch,
1: Rupert Murdoch.
0: Strong echoes of Murdoch. He's called Logan Roy. It's he has the fifth biggest in this in this. Program. He has the fifth biggest media and entertainment conglomerate company in the world. He's got a wife and four adult children. One child from his previous marriage, who kind of lives in a farm, isn't really that bothered about the business. He's got one main child um, called well, main I think the main contender to take over from him. Is he's like getting on a bit, and he thinks he's going to step back from the company. Played by Jeremy Strong, called Kendall. There's there's siobhan who's this um, female child. <laughs> known as Shiv.
2: Also known as a daughter. Also known female as a daughter. Child. Female child. How many other female ch- yeah. children
0: has he got? She's more interested in the career in politics, but he kind of likes her. There's Kieran Culkin, plays Roman, who's the like cocky, maverick, slightly childish, semi I semi love him. Brother of,
1: Brother of cool. Macaulay.
0: Brother of Macaulay. And they're all competing for um, power in this company, they all think he's going to about to retire or step back, and then on his birthday, he actually reveals he's not going to offer. He's changed his mind. He's going to stay in the company, and he's got plans, which I won't reveal, to kind of shake the whole thing up, much to the fury of Kendall, who thinks he's all got it signed, sealed, and delivered. I've watched the first episode. I think this is really incredibly compelling. I've always thought that, like the Murdochs of this world, would make mm. a brilliant subject for a drama. It's like and Dallas. It's a bit like Dallas. Is yeah, it but, a
2: bit like Dallas?
0: But kind of no, really, no, this is
2: better. Act- I mean, it's yeah, not like you, unfair to compare it, no, I no, think, no, but it's in like terms Dallas, of but
0: brilliantly written, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and well acted. Yeah. Brian Cox, um, as the main as Logan Roy, the kind of Murdoch figure, he's got a great cast. Um, Matthew McFadden plays Shiv's boyfriend, who's really this kind of like r- blatantly um, ambitious and wants to kind of help take over. and He's kind of really slick and knows how slick and glib he is. I thought it was so well written and believable. I it's hard to make these big, larger-than-life figures, believe when I say, but so, I thought this mm. is a really good job. I think it's great. I can so like, the rest of
1: it. Is this it, like a
2: family drama? What's the jeopardy that he's just... Well, they're all... Vi- well, basically, it's They're like all vying. They're all vying they're for power. It's yes. a so power struggle. They all want to uh, succeed him, and right. he's unwilling to relinquish control. So he's like this narcissist patriarch yeah. who thinks, basically, that none of his kids are probably good enough to take over. Right. They're surrounded by morons. And, um, and you know, Kendall, the... Is it 2nd eldest son who The one yeah. who thinks he's going to be the natural successor. Yeah thinks is going to happen he's so pent up ready for it and then it's all scuppered and then right. he goes I love the scene actually from what I have seen the scene in the bathroom where he just he gets yeah. f- he finds out his father just says no I'm, I'm actually not only not succeeding me I'm going to stay on for a couple of years and he just goes completely berserker in the bathroom and I thought it was brilliant yeah he, there's a mm. the
0: sense that he's a slightly probably drugged up you know he's yeah. it's got like a kind of coke fiend quality to him
2: yeah but I really like um, Macaulay's brother what's his name Kieran, Kieran. Kieran, Kieran yeah, he's, he's great. such a great character
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: it's Matthew McFadden good because I really like him. He's really good. And he's a real weasel,
0: isn't he? Yeah, he's a weasel. He's got kind of an oily. Oh, well, I can imagine. Yeah, him he's a like good oily. blatantly Sequeous. oily, but, he, but what I loved about the clever spin on that is that he knows he is. So he almost mm. he announces first that he's oily and, and yeah. like that to everyone he meets, but it doesn't make it good. He's still kind of like happy to carry on being like that. But there are really funny moments with him because Shiv seems great, and there are funny moments. He's like, "What should I buy your dad for his birthday? He Wants to buy the most obsequious thing." Mm. And um and Brian Cox, is the dad Logan, has no time for him at all. And he's brilliantly dismissive to him because he knows he's a little creep. Mm. And so that, it's he's great. He's
2: dismissive of them all. That's yeah, he's
0: dismissive of them all. But you can see he has a fondness for yeah. Shiv, I think. Yeah. And for and Kieran Culkins, Yeah, and yeah. for Roman. Even though Roman, Roman is a massive, gigantic toy. It's because
2: they're not interested in his
0: um, yeah. his role. They're not blatantly interested. Yeah, yeah. There's a great scene where he takes them all off in a helicopter somewhere, like upstate, and they have a big party and they have a game of, of baseball. And there's an amazing thing that um, Kieran Culkin's character does, they yeah. won't reveal. And there's a very there's a great scene. Uh, that, <gasps>
2: Can't wait to watch it in full. Yeah, it's great.
0: I'm going to give it five full stars.
2: Oh, I'm giving oh. it four and a half from what I saw. Oh, I wish I'd
0: seen it. Succession starts on Sky Atlantic slash Now TV next Thursday, August the 2nd, 9pm. And just to let you know, Sky have waited. So it's all gone playing out on HBO at the moment. So all the nine episodes are all ready to watch as episode one airs as a binge, and then the final episode is going to be available from the sixth of August after its US premiere. Is someone going to get
1: murdered in it? Because I feel like that's what it needs.
0: I it don't needs think. A murder. It, oh, I don't think it's that murdery. No, I think mm, it's all okay. about the power play. Yeah, no, that would I mean, be I too easy. Know. I
2: think if he got yeah, murdered, too
0: easy, okay, too easy. It's not a mur- It's not a right. crime. That's why I like I think that the good thing about both Succession and Age of Age Before Beauty, Age of Beauty, Age, <laughs> of age beauty. beauty is that they're non-crimey shows. They're not normal genre. It's a breath of fresh you air. Can't, they're all both right, breath of fresh air. So five stars. the question for me. Uh, how many stars for the half you've seen? Four and a half. Four and a half, and you can't judge it because you haven't seen it yet.
1: I'm going to give it. No. Four from what I've heard.
0: Well, we've nearly um, taken far too long of your time. Too much of your it's time. It's over. I think you know. Hopefully, it's, it, edit, it's over. Yeah, it's over. It's but over. But there's one more thing to do. It's
1: question time.
0: In honour of Ed Balls, what is what, what's what your favourite ball? <laughs> What? Who, who are your favourite balls? No, left or right. What or who is the best Ed ever?
1: Um, I only just looked at this question, so can I answer first? Because it's the first can. Ed that came to mind.
0: Shira, Ed? Are you going to go for Shira? No, go
1: on. the duck. Ed okay. the duck. Well, that is a good answer. Yeah, from the broom cupboard with Andy Peters. Do you remember Ed? Of course, I, do. I had an Ed the duck. He had yeah. green. He had a green mohawk. And he had a yellow face and he was a duck. Oh, that's nice and nostalgic. Yeah, and he was best friends with um, Andy Peters, and I really liked him. And his wow. name was Ed.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: I'm going for a derivative. I'm going for Eddie, and I'm going for the dog. Oh, Frasier's great dog. one. Great oh, one. that's good. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's a really good that's one. You've, won. Midi- You've yeah. won what we said. You've won. You
0: may have won, yeah. I'm going for Edward Woodward.
1: Edward
0: Woodward yeah. or Ewa Wuba. Ewa Wuba, yeah, who was is, is a legendary British actor. Um, and He died uh, in 2009, age 79. He was in loads of many things. He's called The Equalizer because The Equalizer ah, out now. The Equalizer 2 coming out now with Denzel. Well, this was the original Equalizer, uh. which was a great British TV show. He was also in The Wicker Man, one of the all-time great mm. British horror films. Well. And on that bombshell, all it leaves me to say is we'll be back next week <laughs> and it's a goodbye for me.
1: It's a goodbye for me. Us together. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Goodbye.